Welcome to the Quest Fishing Adventures podcast, chapter three. Welcome back to another Quest Fishing Adventures podcast. I hope that you're doing well. And if you've been fishing since my last podcast, let's hope you put a few on the bank. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see by the title, I am back on the River Thames in search of my first official pike of the pike season. And I'm back out on Andrew's boat, which I'm absolutely buzzing about. Um, Andrew, unfortunately uh, for him, but luckily for me, um, he's still not moved. So um, he's invited me back out on his boat again. Um, just want to put one thing out there now. Um, this podcast recording is after events as you guys know if you listen to my podcast i don't really tend to record the podcast on the boat um i, I, I pick it up after um i think kind of like my main worry is, is dropping my phone in the water if it goes in the water i'm absolutely screwed i have to buy another phone um but anyway so let's move on so um yeah in search of my first official pike of the uh, pike season um unfortunately i haven't had one yet um which has been quite frustrating. Um, I have caught pike, if you listen to my podcast, leading up to um, the 1st of October. But um, in my eyes, they don't count. They don't count uh, for this season. So I've been in search of one, mainly on Nando's Lake, and a couple of trips out on the boat, and none of them have turned into a pike yet. So this trip I was really buzzing about. Um, also on the fact of we were trying something new. Well, I say we, I was trying something new. Uh, Andrew did it last week with Mark, uh, which is a bit of trolling for Pike. Uh, the plan on that uh, was to use uh, dead baits and maybe some like plugs and, and spinners and, and spoons or whatever. Uh, trolling, if you don't know what that is, basically it's uh, you have a special trolling float. Uh, beneath that you have an uptrace um, and obviously your trace. And on there you, like, you just basically just... Uh, drag along a dead bait um, or, or a lure of some description behind the back of the boat. Uh, it's got to be a good way to catch pike in my eyes, covering a lot of water um, rather than going along the bank and like chucking a lure off, off, the, off, the, off the bank there. This way you can really cover lots of water in a fairly quick space of time. So I was quite excited to try this for the first time. As I said, Andrew went out, um, would have been the week before, with Mark, unfortunately, they didn't get any pike trying this method. Uh, but from what I understand, Mark did get a take, but it didn't result in a hooked pike, unfortunately. So we was excited to see if it was going to happen today. Also, the plan was uh, basically to do the trolling up to the spots. And when we get to the spots, uh, do a bit of live baiting uh, as standard. If I, I will say, if I can, if I'm going pike fishing and I'm allowed and I can catch live bait, I will always use that as my preferred method. I just you just can't beat a live bait over you know a dead bait or, or, or an artificial bait in my in my humble opinion. And then of course um, dead baiting as well always a good backup method as well uh, on this trip. So um, I got there in the morning, met Andrew at the place where we set off. Uh, it was what, seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, you've got to bear in mind now it's quite dark in the mornings so when I got there it was dark and it was like basically set the boat up and the standard of what I did last time is I went off to the end of the pier 
and I started catching live bait. The, the plan was to try and catch, if I could, um, some, some bigger baits, which is never guaranteed, of course, um, to try and like, you know, entice the, you know, the, the bigger pike. But unfortunately, I did manage to catch some live bait, actually caught a few, not as many as last time. They certainly had switched off a bit. And on that note, um, I must admit, when I started uh, float fishing uh, for, for the, uh, the bleak, the small fish, beforehand it, it took a while for them to switch into the feed and i was kind of thinking this is not good but at the same time this is good because i'm thinking well if the little fish aren't there and, and they're not feeding then maybe they've obviously moved off shoaled off in particular in the pacific areas so the pike are going to be more hungry and they were going to be that so they're going to be moving around a lot more than obviously what they have been uh, obviously i've talked about this before on a podcast um when the typically the reason why we do pike fishing really this time like in the winter as such it's not been that cold at the moment as you guys know uh is uh, you have more chance of catching a, a, a pike over a carp in theory uh because the pike are moving around searching for the food whereas a carp will literally just you know they, they literally just sit on the bottom sit in the silt and that and just um they will obviously move around and feed but they're more likely to be just held up in a particular spot in the lake or the or, or the river or, or wherever it may be uh, whereas pike will go on the move looking for food and that's when they start moving around so my, my idea in my head was i'm struggling to catch live bait here so this might be a good sign because the pike hopefully will be moving around looking for um looking for bait which is good uh, but eventually that they, they did switch on and as i just said i managed to catch a few and have them in the bucket i think this is, is a good place in the podcast to add in here that um, if you are going uh, live baiting for pike, um, I highly recommend uh, that you buy an aerator. Uh, back in the past, when I've, I've caught my live bait and put them in the bucket, uh, even though I would try and like change the water fairly quickly uh, to like, like keep the oxygen in there, that the fish would actually die or you know fair, fairly quick to be honest with you. But putting a basic cheap bog standard aerator in has certainly kept my live baits alive. Um, in all these Thames trips that I've been doing with um, with Andrew, I will say when when we first went out on the boat, I didn't actually bring it with us. And and what we tried to do, we tried this method. We'd um, we'd put the live bait in the bucket with a few holes in, hanging off the side of the boat. Now it kind of it, it kind of did and didn't work. It worked because it it kind of the fish were alive. But it was quite awkward then to get the fish out because it was it was just hanging off the edge of the boat and then when you you had to move it around you know it was it became a bit of a pain but it's been so much more easier basically having a bucket putting an aerator in it and just changing the water like every like 2 3 hours i mean it really has kept the fish alive and you know and like really has kept them alive so yeah if you are going to go live fishing live bait fishing um I definitely recommend getting yourself an aerator honestly mine must be only about 10 pound does the job absolutely perfect the only annoying thing about it is is, is the noise it makes it keeps going obviously and it's that's quite frustrating it's something i want to look into trying to case it a little bit more you get some padding around the case that's on it just to try and get rid of that annoying noise but when you're on a boat and uh, you've got you tend to get a little bit of noise around you as well especially when you're fishing near weirs you don't hear it as much so it's not as irritating but um when i've used it on the bank when i've been fishing the canal say or, or you know the river uh, you, you do hear it is it, it, it goes through you so that's the only downfall about it, but it's definitely worth buying. So yeah, I just thought I'd add that in there. Um, if you are going to go live bait fishing, get yourself one of them. Right, let's get into the fishing part now. 
Um, so we set off trolling. Uh, we decide to basically go to the other side of the bank. Uh, it was agreed Andrew would take the margins with his trolling rod uh, and I would go uh, to the outside of the boat and, and troll, and troll uh, there basically. Um, I believe Andrew on that occasion there, he went with a dead bait bream uh, and my chosen bait to start off was, was a dead bait mackerel. Um, we literally just had the baits a fair old distance behind the boat. Please bear in mind I've never done this before, uh, completely new to me. And obviously, you know, fairly new to, to Andrew as well. So we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so if, if you do if you do, do a bit of trolling and you listen to this podcast and you go, you, you're doing it all wrong, um, please, 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 please do write a little comment. And let us know where we're going wrong. But um, what I can tell you is we definitely had the correct uh, trolling float. Um, they're, they're specifically designed uh, to, to do trolling. And then obviously up trace, trace for the bait as well, some weights at the bottom to hold the bait, help hold the bait down. So anyway, we're um, basically working the margins and, and the uh, offside of the, the, the boat uh, all the way down to our swim um, with no joy at all, no no takes, no no nothing. And it's, I must admit, I was a little bit a little bit disheartened at that point. I was thinking, oh, it's like you know, it's early morning still. Uh, surely the pike are going to be on the move. The the trend that we've had when we've been pike fishing on every trip you know we tend to get you know a fish like a pike or a perch fairly quite quick so i was quite disappointed that we didn't get one fairly quick i think that was me just being a bit of an idiot really and you know getting just a little bit too excited about it um but then we get to this point where we basically uh have to bring the boat through where loads of like canal boats and boats are all like um uh what do you, what's the word for it moored up that's the word i had to think for them they're all moored up and if any predator angler out there knows when you've got loads of boats moored up together, that is a predator spot and a half for some ambushing. And through that spot there, and this this spot actually leads up to like you know the banker spot as such, you know the spot, you know where we catch uh, nearly every time we go there. So I'm thinking, this is this if it's going to happen, it hasn't happened on the main body of the river there. It's going to happen here. One of us will definitely get a take. But we got to the end of it and no takes at all. Uh, so I was even more disappointed then. Um, when you're trying something new, certainly me, I do like kind of want it to work kind of straight away to give you a bit of confidence in it. Um, it we we could have been doing something wrong. Um, to, to, if it, if we're doing something wrong, I haven't got a clue what that may be. But anyway, we didn't get we didn't get any takes or, or no. It didn't seem to have any indication of any fish uh, going for our dead baits, unfortunately. So anyway, this leads us up to the spot. Um, so I'm not going to lie, um, when I get to this spot, uh, I get a little bit excited in me. Um, it's done me two PB perches, uh, it's, it's done, it's done, uh, Andrew, um, some lovely big three pound perch as well. Um, it's done us both, or done us both, I'm almost saying it's done us both. It's done Andrew Pike when I've been with him. Um, here it's a good spot and normally within a short space of time from putting the bait out on the spot there we tend to pick up a fish fairly quick and what can I say it didn't take long at all it did not take long at all and my live bait float goes down hit into this fish I'm playing it it's not giving me a, a crazy fight but you can feel the fish on it and at that at that point in time I'm thinking is it a pike is it a perch you just you just you don't know because it's not 
it's not tearing offline. If it was tearing offline, I'd say, yeah, it's definitely going to be a pike unless it's going to be a bloody big perch. So I'm thinking, you know, it could be a perch. I'm fishing live bait bleak. That's what I've had my PBs on in the past. You know, there's a chance of that. But it didn't take long. Eventually, I could see what it was, and it was a pike. Um, got it in the net. Not going to lie to you. Absolutely buzzing. Um, basically got it on the boat. Uh, didn't weigh it. Um, probably went about four pounds. Doesn't matter because it was my first pike of the season. Uh, I was absolutely buzzing. I, I'm not gonna lie. I let out a yes, really loud. Um, if any like, if anyone would have seen me do it, and they were like, and I'm thinking, really, you're really excited about a pike that size? But talked about it before in the past. You know me, guys. I just love catching fish of all sizes. And then, as I just said, to catch my first pike of the season, absolutely buzzing. So did the standard. Got a photo of it. Um, which you will see on the Instagram. I will put up on Instagram, Chris Fishing Adventures Podcast. Go and check it out. Hit me up and follow. It'd be absolutely amazing if you could. Um, yeah, so got got that. Put that fish back nice and safety, uh, nice and safe, safety, nice and safely. Um, and what tends to be in that spot there is we get we tend to get a fish fairly quick, pike or perch. Uh, then it kind of goes dead for a while, uh, or, or just goes dead. It's really really a strange one. So we carried on fishing there. Uh, what maybe like the, the next hour hour and a half not too sure uh, without any takes whatsoever i'm not gonna lie definitely felt a little bit disappointed kind of you know i was buzzing i was really hoping we would get enough one but i guess in the back of me i thought well we don't tend to always pick up another fish so quick so basically we decided to move um on uh, to the next spot the second swim uh, which is basically where we fished um or andrew's fished before obviously uh, but last time me and Andrew fished there a few weeks ago, that's where Andrew picked up, I think a two pike in that area there on, on that session. Uh, yeah, yeah, was they? I'm sure it was two pike. And one was about £8, £9, I think, or £11. I was it £11? It's quite a nice one. Um, so I was quite eager to get over there and try and fish this like snaggy, like, it's hard to describe it. It's like, it's some sort of island there because there is some trees there, but there's also loads of trees that have fallen down in there. There's like bushes and stuff and it's just, it looks like fish predator heaven. Um, if, if you could see it, you'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely putting a bait there for carp or pike, you know, whatever. It's just a fish. It looks like a fish heaven there. And as I said before, you know, we've already had fish there uh, in the past. Well, Andrew has anyway. Um, pike, that is. So we got over there. We both put live baits out uh, on this said area. And then we put our, our trolling dead baits uh, out in the middle. And it didn't take long. It did not take long at all. Uh, my float went down, hit straight into it, buzzing off the cuff. Um, didn't give me much of a fight, if I'm honest with you. Uh, got it in fairly quick. And there's no surprise why, because it only went about a pound. Didn't weigh it. Only a little pike. I probably put, I probably, I took a photo, of course it did. I probably will put a picture up on Instagram for you guys. Because I like to look back at my photos. So it probably only went about a pound, but that doesn't matter because I was two pike in. I was absolutely buzzing uh, on the live bait as well, doing, doing the job. So basically put my rod back out again, live bait back out again uh, on the same spot. Not long after that, Andrew's live bait goes down. I was like, oh my God, we're on here, we're on here. Uh, literally, it wasn't long at all, if I'm honest with you. Um, hits into it, he's playing this fish. This fish is giving him, giving him a nice little battle, which is absolutely fantastic. You, you kind of want the battle because it gets the heart pumping and it's all, all the excitement. And finally, netted it, pike again, got it on the boat. Um, 
didn't weigh it again probably only went round about five pound we didn't weigh any of the fish i must say in this session and it was a i'm only on the boat i will say like i will say when you're on the boat it's it's not it's not a massive boat and it, it can become quite awkward with the, with your bags in there you've got mats in there as well uh you've got you're trying you're trying to take as little as possible but there's not a lot of room so i do try not to have the fish out of, out of the water too long um so that we don't faff around if we don't need to weigh it we won't weigh it um unless it's going to be a stonker that was my point there basically so it probably only went about five pound but all the same andrew's first pike of that session there we both have we both haven't blanked now so we're both going to go back home with smiley faces so absolutely buzzing on the back of that so we take a photo yeah we did take a photo we took a photo of andrew's fish and we put him back and then not long after that my live bait float goes down again it's like oh my god this spot is just doing the pike at the moment um playing this fight this one gave me quite a good fight actually and i was thinking oh my god this is this is a big pike this was this was ripping off some line um and i have my i have my clutch um fairly tight but not too tight and one thing i've actually not said yet um my live baiting uh rig for pike is literally a single hook uh on a on a wire tracicles uh literally one single hook uh and that's all i'm using if, if what the one thing i'm i've definitely steered towards uh my last few sessions if i can get away with it if i feel i can get away with it i'm trying to use less hooks as possible uh for for my life not for my life for my fishing uh for certainly obviously perch but for uh pipes less hooks um less chance of deep hooking uh, less chance of like you know of injuring the fish so all, all my live bait rigs in, in this session have all been on like just a one single hook and uh, so yeah I just, I just wanted to add that in there because I thought it was a worthwhile thing I didn't actually talk about my rigs at the beginning uh, for my live bait so we get this this pike in the boat um, and it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be the fight it gave me bless him it wasn't as big it, didn't as I said didn't weigh it probably only went about five pounds but ah oh, just not gonna lie honestly I was absolutely buzzing uh, absolutely buzzing at this point now I've just done three pike still the morning this spot's done what well, this spot's done three pike in a short space of time they're definitely on the feed uh, so got a quick snap as well quickly uh, got him back got the rod back out again on, on the same spot because you know the, we've clearly hit some sort of bite timer at the moment and it, it wasn't long after that uh andrew andrew had a take uh, on his oh yeah on his um well his, his trolling rod his dead bait trolling rod um now the reason why he oh i won't go into Johnny's tell about that but he had he had, um, he had he had a take on that and he hit into this fish played it probably for about i don't know 10 seconds maybe and, and it came off definitely both disappointed because when you're losing a fish um when you and you don't see it, you're just left with that horrible thought of what you know what was it how big was it you know was it a big lump um so unfortunately it, it you know we didn't see it uh, but it was definitely a fish on there and my gut feeling i'd say it was a pike obviously didn't see it uh, but i'd say it was a pike but I don't, just we just thought it was a pike anyway so it was a lost fish so that that spot in a short space of time had done four yeah yeah four takes um yeah absolutely buzzing put the rods back out again and after that it went it went super quiet um and we didn't get any takes whatsoever for like for the next hour or so whatever it was 
Um, and it was that point in time then was like, sure, let's move on. Let's go to the third spot now uh, and give that a go. Uh, so we went over to the third spot, which is pretty much so where we start off with the main spot. It's, it leads them, them like basically like that trees and that like island round to the other side uh, of that island. So we, we went round to, to the far side round there where we picked up like perch and pike in the past and we fished that area. Uh, but that didn't turn into anything there at all. Uh, no takes whatsoever. Um, at this point, if I recall, or do recall, at this point, you know, the sun had come out a little bit. We was getting patches of blue sky and I'm thinking, ah, is that it? Are we, are we done for now? Are we, you know, is that going to switch them off? Um, but yeah, as I said, we didn't catch anything in that spot there. So we decided to move um, round to the next spot. So we wanted to fish. So we got where we came in and we fished the spot from that side. We wanted to go the other side where we fished before and we've had fish in the past. So we fished the, basically the other side of that um, quite excited because we felt like we've rested the swim now. Uh, hopefully some fish have moved back in. Um, if we have spooked them, uh, so yet again, both put a live bait out, put put the trolling mm -hmm. method back out, and fish there. But that didn't result into any takes at all. Um, and I'm, it does seem to be the trend there that when we've been fishing on the Thames, I said this to Andrew as well. We we definitely get less takes in the day. The takes do tend to be like in the morning and the evening, and and I have talked about that in the past as well, and just in my general fishing. And that certainly is that certainly is a, is is a thing uh, that's definitely happening at the moment on, on our visits to the Thames. So I, I feel like you know maybe if we were to come back to that spot there in the evening at the end of the session that I think that I think it would do a fish. Um, so yeah, so we decided to now leave that spot there and go up to this like this point that's quite far away. So it means dry, taking the boat back past. Uh, where we set off past that part there, and it goes to, and we, to fish this other island. So now is a perfect opportunity to like do a little bit of trolling again. So that was the plan. So I decided that I wanted to actually take off my dead bait now, and I wanted to try something different. Uh, so I tried a plug. Uh, I tried this silver plug that's that, that's got like um like a mechanism in the middle, so it bends in the middle. So you give it more of an erratic action as it's being trolled along. It also had a, a rattle inside. And I thought that that give that's it. That's let's give that a go. It looks really nice. Um, it had a um, it had a short diving nose on it, so it wasn't going to go down too deep. But obviously, the weight was going to help pull it down anyway. So I decided to switch over to that. And you put a dead bait on, and um, I don't know what dead bait he used. To be honest with you, um, I have no idea. But he had a dead bait on. I thought it'd be said to him, it'd be good for us to try. You know, I try that the artificial side. You try the dead bait, and we will see if it makes any difference at all. As I said before, we've never done this before. Um, it's, all, it's, all, it's all a big learning curve for us anyway. And obviously every day is different anyway. So yeah, we tried that uh, going up to, um, well, going up to where we set off. Because we said, right, we're running out of live bait now. So what we do is we take the boat back up to where we set off, catch some more live bait there. And that will be like a good, nice section to try. Because we're only trolling at like a fairly slow speed as well. So it does take a while to get there. And we wasn't take the boat as we took the boat back was having to like like steer out you know to the middle in occasions where we might see like a canoeist go past or a boat might go past or then we did see a couple of carp anglers on on the thames that day so you'd like move out to them so which was a good thing really because you start covering different areas of the water not just in one straight line 
And then going back, we decided that I would have my rod predominantly on the margin side and Andrew would have his rod like on the, the outside of the boat. So basically, we set off trying that, going back to um, where we set the boat off from. Uh, nothing really happened for, for quite a while, not until, not till we got till uh, the point where we were going to basically moor up again and try and catch some live bait. Um, that had, I had a big splash come out on my float. And I was like, Andrew, did you see that? And he went, yeah, I did see that, I did see that. And a, a fish had definitely come out and splashed towards uh, the float in, in the water on, on it, on the setup. And then not long after that, I literally just, I paid off, I paid off some more line uh, so it literally hold off as because we were still moving down. And then not long after that, I paid off some line and locked it back up again. So it started trolling it again. And then it happened again. I had another, another big splash up to, up to the float. I was like, oh my God, it's, you know, it's actually gone for it. It's actually gone for it. But um, no, it didn't turn into anything at all, which I was a little bit disappointed about. And afterwards I said to Andrew, I said, I said do you know what? I, I really do feel like that fish either completely missed the lure, the plug, um, completely and just by chance then hit, went to where, where the float was and, and, and splashed around there. I said, I, I actually think that pike's gone for the float instead. Um, that, that's what I think. And I, to, to, to this moment in time now, I think the pike went for the float. Um, maybe, I, I, you could theorize around it for a while. Maybe it was attracted by the plug, which it probably was because of the vibration of everything going on. And then something on the float it got attracted to. Maybe it was the swivel on the float with a bit of flash of silver in there and it went for that. I, I don't know. Um, and obviously to this day, I'm never going never gonna to find out what the reason was behind that. If you guys know um, why that might be, let us know. But I guess it's movement in the water and, it, and it's gone for that. The float was basically black bottom, red top. So it was a bit of a weird one, if I'm honest with you. But um, I don't know. So not gonna lie got a little bit excited by that it means some there, there's some sort of action on the trolling side so put a little bit of confidence back in so anyway we got to the point where we moored off from uh jump i jumped up there and we basically caught a few live bait um before we set off to the next session which, which next section which was at this point in time which was going to be our last our last area that we were going to fish for the day so we set off um and i decided why i was catching live bait i said to andrew i want to i know i've had a couple of like potential hits on that silver one but I actually want to try another one uh, right or wrong decision I want to try um, I've got an orange plug I want to give that a go it's nice and bright um, just want to experiment and, and try and see if that makes a difference as well this uh, bright orange plug didn't have a, like a bend in it uh, like a little where it could like bend them in the middle or didn't have a rattle in but I, I really like the look of it it's really going to stand out in the water and surely if, if it goes past any fish it's gonna it's gonna see something um so um i tried that and we set off from there and basically got to where we wanted to fish next and it, we, none of us had anything at all uh, i'm not gonna lie i definitely felt a little bit disappointed at that point in time we've you know that we've covered quite a long way of trolling like these you know dead baits and these artificial lures you know to, to nothing really if i'm honest with you um because well, the take the two takey things I had were very questionable, um, with whether they were for for the lure, as I said already. So I was definitely a little bit disappointed uh, about it. But hey ho, um, you know that's that's fishing for you. So we got to said spot. Andrew goes, ah, oh, this this is this is a good spot. I, ha I had a nice fish from here the other week. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Because if you listen to my last podcast, we'll get on the boat. 
um, that is the spot at the end there where we fished and I actually got bit off by what obviously would have been a pike but I was I had a perch uh, I had a perch set up out there for that so that was just that uh, uh, mono fluorocarbon hook link I had um, so we both we both put our rods out there on, on in the spot around the area uh, I had my life bait out uh, Andrew had his life bait out uh, I and then we obviously both had our um, our trolling dead bait system out as well um, sat there for quite a while sat there for quite a while and then all of a sudden and when I say quite a while it was probably like about felt like maybe like 45 minutes uh, with nothing at all all of a sudden my um, my my float just like bobs a little bit uh, Andrew saw it I saw it I said did you see it I went, yeah I saw that I saw that and I kind of left it again it kind of like moved like it cut the float kind of like woke like woke up a little bit like the live bait and it's like moving around I said I said mate there's something around there for sure whether it be perch or pike because what tends to happen when you're live baiting um if a predator fish comes around it it, it wakes up and it starts moving and it's not like completely going under to one side but it starts move the float starts moving around and my float started doing that and then every now and again it would like bob a little bit so we're like we're saying hmm you know that might be a perch just basically because perch will go up to your live bait and basically like, almost like butt it sort of thing and you know like grab it sort of thing and we wondered if it, if it was a perch then just doing that. Well, we've got to wait because the float, if it does take it, it will go down and we'll hit into it straight away. So we, we, I'm on it. I'm on it. You know, I've got, I, I, will, I won't deeply hook anything. So I left it. I left it a good while and it would stop for a while and then it would start again. And I was still there and Andrew goes, right, should we move? I went, mate, come on, can we just leave it? Just give it like, you know, give it like five, ten more minutes. I just want to see if this does turn into anything because there's clearly something down there. And he said, yep, cool, we're staying. I was like, yes, I'm so glad you said that because I really do want to stay um, because there's something down there. There's something going down there. And then um, probably about oh, maybe five minutes after that, my float started like doing the same thing again, like twitching a little bit and moving. And all of a sudden it went down, hit into it straight away. Fish on. Um, this one was definitely not a perch from the off. I could tell you that it was giving me a good little fight. Float was bent. Uh, float, float was in. My rod was bending. Andrew's like going, make sure you watch the anchor line. I'm like, mate, I know I'm not going to hit the anchor lines. I know, I know, I know. So I'm playing this fish, and it was giving me a nice little scrap. It really was. Um, saw it fairly quick. Knew it was a pike. I knew it was a pike from the way it was fighting. Uh, but the confirmation was when I saw it, which is always the scary thing is when you see the fish, then you kind of panic a little bit more thinking, I've just seen it, I know what it is, um, I don't want to lose it. Is that confirmation, you've not picked up a stone, and the stone's like weighing you down somehow and you're thinking it's a fish. But no, I saw it, playing it, played it for a good while, it was definitely taking a bit of line. Finally managed to net this fish, I was like, yes mate, yes mate. And, at that point, we knew it was a bigger fish. Um, it was definitely the, uh, a bigger fish of the day. You've got it because when you get it to the edge of the boat, you can see it. There was a much wider fish. Uh, definitely, definitely, I had a bit of a tummy on him. So all excited, uh, cleared the deck again, made sure it was all clean and tidy on the boat. There was nothing to, to basically get in the way. Got the the the, the pike on, on the boat, and Luke's is like, yes, this is definitely the bigger pike of the pike of the day. If I'm going to guesstimate the weight again, yet again, as I said, didn't weigh any fish, probably about six pounds. Yes, I know it's not a double. Yes, I know it's not a stonker, but all the same, it's still a nice pike. That picture there is the is the picture for the podcast now, uh, but I will have all my pictures, as I said, on Instagram, so go and check them out there. Not going to lie, absolutely buzzing. Uh, that made it like four pike for me. 
uh, that session, Andrew with his one, absolutely buzzing. Obviously got the photo, just said that. Put the pipe back nice and safely. Then we decided to move on from there and try another spot, just a little bit further down. Um, give it a go there. Um, we decided then that this would be the last the last spot for the day uh, because the sun is going down and we didn't fancy them trying to get the boat out of the water and basically tidying all the stuff up and getting it all like back on the back on the uh, the trailer etc. So we fished there for a bit and unfortunately that didn't turn into anything. But truth be told, we were both absolutely happy. Uh, the boat had done like that many fish for the day, so we were absolutely buzzing. So we took a nice nice cruise back to where we moored off from didn't do any trolling there because it was getting it was getting the sun was going down and it does take a while to troll because you're trolling at a slower speed got back to um to where we moored off from and got the boat in etc etc but yeah that was it guys uh, so what did we get i got well i got four four andrew got one so that's five so we've done done five fish lost one so it was five one absolutely buzzing uh gutted that the, the trolling system didn't didn't um turn into anything um don't know why um i do you know i will say as well what i didn't say we did actually have um one of them trolling motors that's it's like a battery motor it's probably got a name i have no idea what the name is so rather than the normal diesel engine that we used to basically uh, get around which we did have on obviously on there as well but when we, when we were trolling we had the battery motor on so it's like less vibration or less vibration less noise and you can go at a slower speed. So we did have that on. So we, that was you know, that's typically what you would use if you're trolling. Uh, but as I said, that didn't turn into anything at all. So I'm definitely a little bit gutted. Um, at the moment, I'm not a fanboy of it. Uh, I will do it again if obviously the opportunity comes. But we shall see. So uh, where am I going to go now? Right. So yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be my last boating trip with Andrew on the Thames. Um, I'm yet to see if he's when his move happens hopefully he won't move still and I'll, I'll be able to manage to sneak in another one sorry andrew if you listen to this again but i'd love to get back on the boat again you can just you can just get to spots where people can't get to uh, and it definitely produces the fish so anyway ladies and gentlemen i really hope that you enjoyed this podcast i hope you're buzzing as much as i am to get a few pike on the bank and start my pike season on finally so anyway, from now until my next podcast, if you go fishing, tight lines, I hope you get a few fish, a few fish on the bank. Take care of yourself. Much love. See you in my next podcast. If you're not done already, guys, you could do me a massive favour and hit me up on Instagram. Just search Quest Fishing Adventures. On there, I'm uploading some photos and some short videos. You can also ask me questions or give me some advice too. That would be absolutely mega. Anyway, take care of yourself, guys, and tight lines, and see you on my next podcast.